Welcome back, Grief Nation listeners, to It's the Miami Night Show, Grief Talk. It's Friday, June 12, 2020, and it's a very special day. Help me to welcome compiler Ashley K. Pittman and her collaboration with Meet the Authors with Carissa Razonia, Carita Fly, Natasha Davis, Dadriana Williams, Janelle Jones, and Shirley Elise. So let's dive into this amazing 89-page story share of Don't Struggle in Silence. I am a victor, an authorship compilation of sharing your story after pregnancy loss opens the door to healing. This Amazon ebook and Barnes & Noble dropped on May 20, 2020. And now It's the Miami Night Show is a part of the virtual book tour campaign in support of my sisters along their grief journeys. Let's welcome them. Hi, my name is Ashley K. Pittman, and I am the CEO and founder of DSIS Publishing. And I'm also the compiler of the book collaboration, Don't Struggle in Silence, I Am a Victor. And today on the show again, I'm welcoming back Ashley K. Pittman um, with Don't Struggle in Silence. How are you, Ashley? Hi, Miami. I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. This past December was my 10th anniversary of losing my son and daughter, um, twin babies. I lost them early to preterm labor at seven months pregnant. So um, going through a trauma like that um, definitely caused a lot of, I want to say, new births. And when I say new births, um, it caused me to take my grief healing um uh, to write, to write, to write, to be able to start healing, just to get my emotions out and just kind of work through some things. So that became a book, which launched last March of 19, uh, March 1919. And now I am actually starting a uh, collaboration. And this collaboration consists of seven amazing women that also tell their story of pregnancy loss and healing. Hi, Grief Nation listeners. My name is Caressa Razonia. I'm your podcast guest for today. It's the Miami Night Show Grief Talk. My journey actually began 25 years ago um, with the loss of my first child, my son, Anthony. Um, I was uh, 19 and a half weeks pregnant uh, when I went into preterm labor. And um, I had a second uh, late-term birth with my daughter, Haley, in 96. Um, and I was almost 22 weeks mm -hmm. along. And uh, it's been a very long, long journey to get to this place where I could write about it and celebrate them wow. in the way that I have in my, in my chapter and my portion of the book. Wow. So how did you go from being a griever to actually just becoming a survivor? What was that? What did that journey look like for you? Uh, it was long and arduous. Let me just say that. Um, honestly, I have 
still have um, the ashes of my children. Um, my now ex-husband bought these beautiful porcelain hearts, their music boxes, and had their names engraved on the top. And so I, I haven't been able to necessarily uh, like let them go. They're not, you know, I didn't really um, want to have them away from me even after all of this time. But being able to have them close, yeah, uh, eat, along with them being in my heart, to just have them in physical proximity, yeah. honestly has helped. Uh, and I had two subsequent uh, successful pregnancies. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have a 21-year-old son and a 16-year-old daughter. And having them acknowledge their older siblings has really been healing for me. Wow. Not just having those children, but having them acknowledge and recognize and remember their own siblings who they never met right uh, that has been extremely healing um and cathartic for me and then writing and getting their blessing um to write about it has also been quite remarkable can you share with us uh your social media outlets so there's others that can reach out to you yes i am on um twitter it's uh, you be the queen um, at, at you be the queen on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's be the queen CLR because I think women are queens. We are all queen of our own dynasty. And this um, and Facebook actually. I'm on Facebook. It's Caressa Bell Rizonia, um on Facebook, and I am open to any connection that uh, individuals want to make with me with regard to dealing with their own losses and grief. Hi, I'm Carita Fly, one of the authors of Don't Struggle in Silence. At 23, I lost my first child at 14 weeks, and at 25, I lost my second child at 12 weeks. I'm sorry to hear about that. Thank you. Please tell us a little bit about going through both of those and, and, and how that kind of shifted your... Um, belief of just having children? Sure. Um, my first loss was very, um, I, I know every child loss is unexpected. Um, however, I have an appointment, a prenatal appointment that Tuesday evening, about 6 p.m. Everything was perfect. Um, heartbeat was great. I had no complaints. Um, but less than 24 hours later, um, I would be being rushed to the ER, bleeding uncontrollably. Um, just to get there and find out that um, I had lost a child at some point. And for me, that was very difficult to um, accept, mainly because, like I said, less than 24 hours before, everything was perfect. I had an ultrasound. There was no um, indication that anything was wrong at any point. And this was also um, three days before my college graduation. So um, that was very hard for me to kind of process all that at once. And it was my first pregnancy and everything. So um, you don't go into it thinking that you're going to lose your child, um, especially at such a young age, because we often tie in child loss or complications with being older. Right. Um, and so with my, my second loss, um, that one was also... Um, very traumatic in its own way. I was 12 weeks, um, Saturday evening. I went to the emergency room. Again, they were like, oh, the baby heart rate looks great. However, um, the fetus was already coming out of my uterus. And at 12 weeks, of course, there was nothing they could do about that. 
Um, so the unfortunate part was they wanted me to go home and let the baby pass naturally, which mm-hmm. is very difficult for me because you, you're still pregnant, yes. However, right. you're waiting at any moment to release a fetus um, that is no longer living. Yeah. And that was, again, another a whole different set of trauma that I had never um, thought that I would face in my life. Um, and the, the thing about that, the next day, that Sunday morning, uh, my boyfriend was telling me he didn't feel well, you know, his chest was hurting. I was like, it's probably just, you know, that grief setting in. This mm-hmm. is our second child that we're losing. I'm sure that's what it is. But, you know, we went to the ER anyway. I'm in pain, preparing to lose this child. But, you know, I was like, okay, you have a life that we have to take care of as well. Yeah. And we got to the ER, um, believe it or not, his heart rate was 29, mm. 29 beats per minute. Um, so, of course, they decided we have to admit you to the cardiac unit right away. Mm. Well, minutes before that happened, I felt the pressure of the fetus about to come out, um, standing in the hospital, about to get on the elevator. So I run to the bathroom. Sure enough, the fetus comes out um, into the toilet. And... A lot of people don't realize that at 12 weeks, it's actually a fully developed fetus. It's very small, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely looks like a baby. Um, so I'm looking at this fetus in the toilet and I'm trying to figure out what do I do at this point? Do mm-hmm. I call the doctors? Do I call the nurse? Do I just act like nothing happened and get back to his side while he's being admitted? Um, one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. Yeah. Um, so I literally just flushed the toilet, pulled myself together left out the bathroom, went back to his side. He's like, is everything okay? Yep, I'm fine. I just have to throw up. I'm okay. So we get up to the room where he's admitted. And again, I start bleeding uncontrollably. So now at this point, I have to tell the truth about what just happened five minutes ago, because now I need help. Um, The nurses came in. They asked me, do I want to go back to the ER? I was like, no, is there something that can do for me up here? You know, can you just help me get cleaned up? I don't want to leave him. Yeah. Um, so they did. They helped me stop the bleeding, get cleaned up, everything, pulled it together. Um, and I went back pretending to him. And with that, um, I feel like the hardest part about that was I couldn't really acknowledge that I had lost that child until sometime later. Um, when he was well, he had been discharged from the hospital and everything. And I had time to process what mm-hmm. that um, those days looked like for me. Um, so I think with both my losses, it wasn't until much later that I actually went through the grieving process and was able to kind of focus on what had happened because both losses I feel like were tied to um, other major events Mm -hmm. that I had to focus on at the time. And so that was really big for me, just kind of getting to a point in my life where um, it wasn't until months after the second loss that I really began my journey of healing and kind of working through what I had experienced over the last two years with those losses. Thank you so much for sharing that. So how can we reach you? Share um, your social media with us. Sure. Um, my Instagram is Carita, C-A-R-R-I-T-A, Lenise, L-E-N-I-E-C-E. I also have a um, separate Instagram for my nonprofit organization, Raising Little Miracles. And that is for my son that I eventually had was a 26-weeker. Um, he was in the NICU for four months. So I founded a nonprofit organization for other NICU families um, to provide support for them. So that is at Raising Little Miracles on Instagram as well. My name is Dejarina Hayes. I am a co-author with the Don't Struggle in Silence Project. My journey actually began um, exactly about a year ago. Um, I was five months pregnant, uh, right around 24 weeks gestation. 
Um, as any like new mom, I was really excited to be pregnant. I had just recently gotten engaged, moved from New York to Atlanta. So everything was new. I was in such a new season and excited for everything that it was going to bring. Um, and you know, everything was going fine. It was a very normal pregnancy, um, until it wasn't honestly. Um, I was actually doing an Instagram live Bible study when I began to contract and I assumed that they were just Braxton Hicks contractions. And I remember calling my girlfriend who had just had a son Mm -hmm. and she was like, you know, they're probably Braxton Hicks, but if they continue, you should call a nurse. I called my mother, you know, mom knows best. And she's like, you need to go ahead and call your nurse. Um, Yeah. In my mind and in, everything that I've known to grow up you know black women are strong and so I was like this is you know this is pain you know motherhood is is supposed to have a level of pain I'm fine I'm not gonna go crying to a doctor I mean I waited unfortunately um without knowing that I was actually dilating uh we went to the hospital Mm -hmm. and I found out I was dilating three centimeters Um, fast forward that hospital that had actually been servicing me the entire pregnancy Mm -hmm. did not even have an L and D, um, uh, center at all, nor did they have NICU. Mm -hmm. Um, we had to advocate for our own transfer to the nearest hospital that did have the equipment to be able to support us. Um, we got there. I, you know, got a surclodge, um, which allowed me to hold the baby but within 24 hours unfortunately um, my son had passed um, and I immediately had to be induced Mm -hmm. and even in being induced um, I actually had to experience two epidurals in less than 48 hours which was a very painful and scary experience Mm -hmm. Um, I then also found out in the middle of me being induced that I was actually allergic to all of the medicine that they use for yeah. inducing labor. Mm-hmm. I went into an anaphylactic reaction wow. and um, my throat began to close. I began to complain to the nurses who told me that everything was fine and that this was normal. And then I was probably shaking because of my anxiety. And eventually, um, thank God to my now husband um, who had to advocate and, you know, whatever stereotype you want to have around men being angry or scary or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, um, that scared them into action um, and to take me off of that medicine. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, of them, which I um, did deliver my angel son on April 15th. It's a long story. It's so many details. and. When people ask me about it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's a long story. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but it's your story and how you share it. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss and your family, for you and your husband. And I can just um, only imagine what that day was for you, what it felt like. But you got the opportunity to hold your son, I'm sure. How was that? Tell us about just being able to still love him. Oh my gosh. The beautiful thing um, about my experience is that I did get to spend 48 hours with my son afterwards. Um, And that was extremely important to my husband and I to be able to just spend that time Mm -hmm. holding him and loving him and clinging 
to him. Um, and what was really ironic, I'm, I'm very faith-based. Um, that entire time I was like praying to God, like, let your will be done. Um, and it was almost as if like my tears like answered a prayer and like, you know, the Holy Spirit just came to me and just simply said, you know, it is now time for you to give back what God gave to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as like crazy as that may sound in the midst of holding your deceased child, mm-hmm. um, it was like, you know what, this is this is still a gift and all yeah. things that we receive are gifts um, and they're not ours to begin with. And I remember sitting there with my husband and actually saying to God, we surrender and we submit back to you what you have given to us. Amen. Um, and that was truly like the star of our grief journey as a couple. Yeah. Um, and just really kind of navigating this new identity um, that we knew nothing about. Right. How can we reach you? So share your social media platform for us. Um, so I can actually be found on Instagram as day, D-A-E, underscore Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S. Um, that is like, I don't want to just say it's a personal account. I do share a lot more of like my hobbies and interests and family photos and things like that. Um, but to be more specific for my angel mom community, I have beauty for ashes. Um, that's beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y, four, F-O-R, ashes, A-S-H-E-S, underscore con, um, that is the official Beauty for Ashes conference page. Okay. Um, and we are actually still uploading some of the videos from last year's conference and some of the resource tools that we were able to put together. Um, and then lastly, on Instagram, I can be found under my government name, Daydriana. <laughs> That's D-A-D-R-I-A-U-N-N-A. Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S. My name is Natasha Davis. I'm a co-author with the Don't Struggle in Silence Project. Well, my journey actually started in my late 20s um, when I was um, given a diagnosis of unexplained fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did become pregnant. Um, and that that pregnancy result was an um, ectopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So... I was really, really, really just upset because I was like, yay, I'm pregnant. And then with, in a blink of an eye, it was, it was gone. And I really had no time to grieve. Um, I had no time to wrap my mind around what was happening because I had to be taken into surgery right then. Um, it's, it's literally, I, that day I went in to have a sonogram and they found that the pregnancy was in my tubes. And, and it was like, okay, well, we have to do surgery right now. Mm-hmm. So um, once I kind of healed from that, I became pregnant with twins, uh, a boy and a girl. Okay. Um, I, went into, I went into labor at 25 weeks, and unfortunately, I lost my son. Mm. Um, and in the midst of still grieving that, I became pregnant again, and I had a miscarriage. So um, I've had quite the the experience um, with infant loss and um, pregnancy loss. How does, in between the times that you were losing children, um, you there was one that lived, correct? In 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 this 
timetable? How, how long was it? Um, correct. Uh, when I was pregnant with the twins, I lost the son. Okay. But I still had my daughter. Okay. Um, who was in the NICU fighting for her life. So I was really, really, um, during this time, it was just a haze of confusion because yeah. I can't really grieve and breathe because I have the other twin that needs me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I just, I was all over the place. Um, I, I referenced the movie Groundhog Day mm-hmm. because that's what those days felt like. It felt like getting up and doing the same routine over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um Losing my son, it, um, it it was just very traumatic because I couldn't understand how it could happen. Um, when I walked into the emergency room that morning, I heard the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I felt the movement. Mm-hmm. So when I went under for emergency surgery, when I woke up, I was under the under under. Well, before I went under, I assumed everything was fine but because before I went everything was fine we heard both heartbeats mm-hmm. um, and like I said they were just moving 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 so I was reassured yeah. that my babies were fine only to wake up from surgery and realize that no I lost one well you can reach me on Facebook at Natasha Davis and your book is also sold where um, you can find it on uh, Amazon. The name of my book, I Made God Laugh. If you type it in, it's, it, it'll pop up and it's under the name of Robin L. Davis. Hey, it's Janelle Jones and I am with Meet the Authors Project with Don't Struggle in Silence. Um, so my journey with grief, with the pregnancy loss, this was in like 1999. And I have to be honest, back then I didn't recognize that I had to go a process. Um, it wasn't until I got older to go through the whole process of actually, you know, losing a child and everything like that. So for me, as I be, as I got older and gained some wisdom, I understand that grief is very real. Um, really going through the process and allowing yourself or allowing myself to go through that process and not just try to sweep it under the rug and not really deal with it. And I think that when we, when, we, when I did that, I swept it under the rug. I never healed from it. So I had to, I start my journey by really identifying and recognize that I had a loss, that this was a major loss in my life and really deal with it from that aspect of it. And then go through the five stages of grief um, where, you know, you're like shock and, and for me, my grief was a little different because unfortunately my pregnancy loss actually was a domestic violence um, incident. So with me, it was different because not only was I dealing with that grief of losing a child, also dealing with the grief of going through this domestic violence incident as well. And not only learning to process the grief of the child, but also learning to forgive from that moment and instance. So the process was definitely difficult, but I had to learn how to forgive, not only forgive me, but forgive the my is my ex-husband at that time. I had to learn how to process because I ended up going through a very traumatic event. So it wasn't just, you know, with the hospitals and things like that. That was very challenging for me and having to go through that and understanding that, you know, it was a part of my life, but it doesn't define who I was. And really Honestly, if I can emphasize anything, it's really 
healing through that grief journey um, and uh, releasing the anger that I felt and releasing. Um, really, I was very hard on myself because the domestic violence incident wasn't just, you know, the person hurting me. I played a role in it too. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn how to completely heal and forgive myself for that and then move forward from there. For anybody that's listening today, how can they reach you? Yeah, so um, on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, I am under Janelle Jones Empowers, the handle that way. Um, that is mostly how I produce or get my information out there. I also have a website, JanelleJonesEmpowers.com, that people can go to where, you know, all my, my information is on there, the books and all that information is on there, the courses, just all about me. Um, that's how I'm able to be reached. My name is Shirley Elise. I'm a co-author with the Don't Struggle in Silence Project. So my journey began several years back. Um, I actually had four losses, um, but the one that I actually wrote about in my um, in the book with Ashley um, is the one where um, I had like a very unique pregnancy. And at that time, I want to say it was maybe it's about nine, ten years ago. The doctors were saying I was the only woman in the whole United States who's ever had what I had. Um, no one's ever seen it before or ever heard of it, but now I think it's more um, people have people have actually heard about it more. But my baby was outside of my uterus, connected to my main artery down my right leg, and mm. so for me, um, they were just calling doctors and specialists all around the world, different countries, um, because they just wanted to know like what, how do you even go about this? You know, what was the step? And yeah. so. What happened was, you know, they, they finally came back and they just told me, you know, like, this is very new, you know, we're not familiar with it, but that they wanted to go ahead and um, they were like, we need to terminate this pregnancy. Now, me being who I am of the belief that I'm, I'm from, which is Christianity, I just, I do not believe in abortions, but I do understand at the same time that this was not, you know, an abortion. And it just took me a minute to, to get that concept because it was just kind of hard, you know. Um, you start connecting with something that you have been believing God for for so long, been praying for and wanting. So for me, you know, it was just one of those things where I'm in the hospital and I'm like, everybody's like, you need to terminate this pregnancy. You're a ticking time bomb. This baby's getting bigger, you know, and eventually you're just going to bust from the inside out. And I'm just like, yeah, well, you know what? I'll do that on my own terms. So it took me a several weeks before I decided to go ahead and move forward with the, the procedure, which is a very simple procedure. Um, but I had to do a lot of praying. You know, I had to, I had, I'm like, okay, God, I hear what everybody else is saying. I hear what my pastor's saying. I hear what my husband's saying. I hear what everybody's saying, but I need to know that this is something that you want me to do. And then once I got that peace and that release to do it, then I went ahead and did it. And that was very hard for me because when, you know, when the doctors told me that I needed to terminate a pregnancy, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, we terminate roaches, we terminate mice, <laughs> we don't terminate baby, you know, yeah. especially my baby. I have been praying for this baby, you know, I have been believing God for this baby. I'm like, okay, so finally, when I, you know, get the news that I am pregnant, now you're telling me I need to terminate. So that was really hard because I've already, I had already grown attached emotionally, you know, and in my mind, it was one of those things I was always battling with, you know, how as a mother do you give permission to another human being to terminate your child you know mm -hmm. so that was something that i wrestled with for a long time um 
but that was pretty much my journey with that situation in a nutshell. My, um, I did lose, like I said, I had lost four babies, but the first one, they were twins, um, but I hadn't even known I was pregnant until after I lost them. So that didn't really affect me too much. And then the last um, baby was on Father's Day, 2012. And that was a little different. It wasn't as hard as the unique situation because mm -hmm. this baby, again, I wasn't planning for it or anything else. It was just, it was still sad, but it wasn't as sad. The other one, you know, I had put my faith out there. I was believing God. Me and my husband were praying, you know, this is something that we knew was going to take place. And so when it did take place and then they told us we had to terminate, I think that was more devastating than anything. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to experience um, not Thank only you. the one, but each one. And it's good to see um, and even listen to you be able to share your story because there's so many women that are out there that um, don't have uh, the outlet or are even brave enough to talk about Absolutely. this subject. Absolutely. So, you know, thank you so much. So how can um, my Grief Nation listeners reach out to you? Um, what are all of your social media platforms? Um, I just currently I just have Facebook and okay. um, which um, Facebook is boldly. Um, B-O-L-D-L-Y, Shirley, Elise. And then my Instagram is um, thyroid underscore cancer underscore victorious. Hello, Grief Nation listeners. I am Ashley K. Pittman, your podcast guest today on It's Miami Night Show, Grief Talk. Okay. Well, Grief Nation listeners, please look out for that. Go to Ashley's um, website and get involved. Um, get ready to tell your story. Hire her to be your coach in this. Doesn't necessarily have to be pertaining to pregnancy loss, but your story that you want to tell or your book yes. that you want to write. She's a publisher, so she writes, you know, she does it all. So definitely check her out on all her social media platforms. And what are those again? Uh, so Facebook and Instagram, Ashley K. Pittman. Okay. And before I let you go, what has your attention, um, being the businesswoman that you are, the advocate, the speaker um, in the community that you would like to see change or just something that you would like to bring further awareness to? You know, Miami, I was actually just doing a little bit of market research on pregnancy loss and, and miscarriages, and it's not a whole lot out there mm -hmm. um, that's coming from someone like me, per se. Mm -hmm. So I want to continue to bring the awareness that pregnancy loss exists mm -hmm. and that we need support. We need people talking about it. We need people knowing that it's a thing that we actually go through. And it's not, you know, oh, she had a, pre she, oh, she had, a, she had a miscarriage. She can have more children or, you know, she could try again or they can try. It's not that it's not so, um, so vague. It's, it's, it's hurtful and it's a hard time to get through regardless if you were six weeks pregnant or nine months pregnant or mm -hmm. after you know or after birth so i really want to just continue to bring the awareness that if you know someone that has had a loss or someone you know that is going through it or if you if yourself have has been through it be more sensitive to it Mm -hmm. and hear them out and check on them to make sure that they are okay even if they may seem like they are they probably really aren't that much okay yeah. so just be more sensitive to that that matter and really just be there and just you know listen to them if they need you know somebody to listen to um it's okay to talk about the baby it's okay to talk mm -hmm. about their birthday it's okay to talk about the anniversary it's not something that we need to hide from because it's a real thing it's yeah. a real thing so yeah, yeah. 
and with us currently, you know, in this epidemic right now, pandemic, excuse me, um, right now, um, being socially isolated, um, and pregnancy loss happens all the time, day after day. Um, how could you, no, could you speak to that, um, as of right now, if a woman is currently going through that and now we're home alone, um, or, you know, we're not around, we're not doing our normal things anymore. So if this could have just occurred to someone, um, because life is still going on just because yeah. of the pandemic, you know, things, everyday things are still happening. And if this was actually happening to a woman at this point in time, and we're already dealing with so much, what would you say to her? I want to say first, you're a mother no matter what, no matter what. And then I also want to say to you, if you're dealing with this and it's troubling you emotionally, what you can do that I found helpful for myself is I journaled a lot. I wrote my feelings a lot because even though I was married, I still often felt alone mm -hmm. because I, a woman and a man can grieve very differently. So journal, talk to a friend, talk to a family member. And in this case, call them, text them, let them know that you need someone to talk to. And just, just be aware that they might not always know what to say, but their presence means that much more. You can reach out to me on my website, ashleykpittman.com. You can sign up for extra support by myself because I offer that as well for, for my mom. Also, you can reach out to any of the authors on this project. They will be more than happy to support you in this journey. And then also, you can also just Google um, a grief support um, virtually and see what, what you can find out there on Google or through internet or through on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook groups. But it's definitely other people that is in your shoes that can relate. And I know, unfortunately, I can too. So the support is out there. You are not by yourself. So please don't suffer alone. We are out there to be able to help you and guide you and support you and love you from afar. Thank you so much. And another resource also is too, if you are working, um, don't forget to use your, your support system through your job, which is your employment, um, mm -hmm. your EAP. Yes. Um, the, the assistance program through... Yes. Uh, your job. They do normally, most of them do offer at least five sessions, free sessions for these types of things uh, or life altering events that have happened in your life. So please read, you know, please look out and or reach out to those resources that are available to you. But Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing your insight on pregnancy loss and just always, you every time you come, you always drop dimes for us. So thank you so much. I really appreciate so you. But I'm looking forward to the project. And when does the project come out? Yes, our release date is uh, May 2020. All right. Well, congratulations, sis. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, Grief Nation listeners. And thank you for tuning in to another transformative segment on It's the Miami Night Show, Grief Talk. Today, we give thanks filled with love and gratitude for our special guest, compiler Ashley K. Pittman, and her collaboration with Meet the Authors with Carissa Rizonia, Carita Fly, Natasha Davis, Dadriana Williams, Janelle Jones, and Shirley Elise.
for expressing your very unique grief journey and sharing ways of understanding the healing process. This is your girl, Miami Knight, filled with much love and light until we connect again spiritually. Bye-bye.